Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. Jesus invites us to let our lights shine, but what does that mean? What does your light look for, and how are you being called to let it shine brightly for all the world to see and know? This week's Message of the Week comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 5. Pastor Jen Tyler highlights what it means to add flavor to the world, reminds us to be the light in the darkest of places, and challenges us to step out into the world and use our gifts. Here is the First Church Message of the Week. sing songs like this little light of mine, it brings me great joy that comes from deep within as I am reminded of some of my childhood memories, sure that I learned that song when I was too young to remember learning that song. And it reminds me of how music can be such an important part of all of our lives. Rarely for me and probably for you does a day pass when I don't have music uh, as a part of that day, whether it is uh, the Encanto soundtrack that is consistently stuck in my head, or whether it is this little light of mine that I have been singing nonstop since I heard it last night during worship, or maybe it's while I'm working or while I'm driving that I have the radio going. Music weaves itself into every part of our lives. And because of that, it also accompanies some of the most important memories that I have in my life. And this little light of mine is no exception, as it reminds me, like I said, of being that little child in Sunday school or later when I taught Sunday school. And I remember, especially when I was a child, though, how children don't just sing nice and soft and pretty songs like we do, right? They sing them with gusto. Uh, This would have been a great song if we had planned ahead to have like a children's choir come sing it. And then not just to sing it, but to do it with the actions too, right? Because we have this little light of mine. You can't sing it without putting your finger up to be your light, right? We all know and have these memories. I know for me, as a child, maybe as an adult, the most fun part of singing this little light of mine is not the chorus. It's the verse when we get to sing about whether we're going to hide it under a bush because then we get to shout out with gusto, oh no, I'm going to let it shine. Or maybe y'all didn't do that. Some of you look like I'm crazy, but that's always how we sang it. When I was in Sunday school, you had to never hide that light under the bush. And it reminds me of how music can shape our lives. For me, that is reminiscent of the joy I found in church at a young age. And some other ways I'm sure that it shaped me, I don't recognize. And often, these songs that we learn early on, especially in places like church or Sunday school, often these songs are direct quotes from scripture, even if we don't realize it. 
And yet that message that the song brings to us lives within us. A message that maybe we didn't memorize or learn to quote word from word from the Bible itself, but that cannot be easily forgotten because even if you haven't heard that song in 20 years, you didn't need the words on the screen, did you? Right? In this case, in this song, the message that it is reflecting from Scripture are the words of Jesus, who says to us, you are the light of the world. And so we're going to read that passage together today. And as we do so, I first want to invite you, why don't you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, who is our light in this world, may you open our ears as we hear your word that we might hear your voice clearly in our midst. Open our eyes that we might see you more clearly and our hearts that we might love you more deeply as you rid us from any and all distractions so that all that we see and hear and know and feel and speak are of you. Amen. So hear now these words from Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Jesus is speaking when he says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Here ends our reading today. A reading in which Jesus tells us to let our lights shine. Here, Jesus doesn't just say, let a light shine. He says, you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Let them shine forth from within you. He doesn't, of course, tell us exactly what that means, right? And he doesn't tell us exactly how to do it. He doesn't tell us that if you do X and Y and Z, then surely you will be a perfect representative for Jesus, right? Instead, he simply says, you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. So don't hide away. Share your gifts with all that you meet. In other words, remember to be the person that God has created you to be. Use the gifts that you have been given to season the earth and to let your light, not the little light that we sing about, but your light that is so big and so bold and so bright that it is literally able to be the light for the world, let that light shine for all to see. Now, clearly this is a string of metaphors. And so at the risk of oversimplifying these metaphors, it seems that Jesus is saying here to us that we should be living our lives in such a way that it allows the world around us to see that which is good and life-giving in our lives, not just for our own sake, but for the sake of glorifying God. And it makes me wonder if anyone has ever felt like you had a metaphorical light shining brightly within you. Do we relate to Jesus' words here? 
Like maybe you've found yourself in a place or in a relationship or doing a task that was so good and so perfect and so meaningful that you knew that you were meant to be right there in that place with those people in that moment doing that thing. Have you ever felt like that? Maybe it is a task that hopefully you didn't do because it had to be done, but that instead you did because you knew it was right or good or maybe even a little bit holy. Maybe you didn't think much about it at the time, but looking back, you knew that there was something there that you got to be a part of that you were designed to do. Something that after having done it left you beaming and unable to hide the joy that was then living within you. Has anybody ever experienced that? Maybe you experienced the joy of completing a big project that you'd been working on for some time that you for a while weren't sure you were going to finish. Maybe it was joy you experienced when helping others or that indescribable moment if you have ever spent time with a child who got frustrated when they didn't understand how to do something. Maybe you were teaching them. Maybe you were helping them learn to tie a shoe and then suddenly it clicked and you got it. And there is this moment of joy and celebration when that finally happens. Maybe it was joy that you experienced in helping others in other ways, like the feeling or that indescribable feeling of when you realize that you are going to marry the love of your life. Or maybe there was some other moment or time or place that you found yourself and you knew in that moment that there was nowhere else you'd rather be. Whatever it was, wherever it was, whenever it was, when thinking about that moment, it's easy, I think, to understand what Jesus is talking about when he talks about shining brightly, isn't he? Because similar to the light that Jesus is talking about, when we think about lights shining unexpectedly in bright places, it's a little bit like sharing the joy that resides within us. Because when a person is joyful, you can tell, right? And in the same way, when the light of Jesus shines within us, there's just something about that person that is undeniable. Or that situation, or that moment, or that event. When I think about lights shining in unexpectedly dark places, I think of one of my most memorable nights of when I lived in South Africa. A little backstory, some of you probably know this. I lived in South Africa for about a year and a half as a United Methodist missionary. And one of the things to know about African community is that, well, it happens in community. There is no I in Africa. You always do things in community. And often, not only does it happen together, but it happens in action. And I know that's a really broad statement. Uh, I know that Africa is this giant continent with over 60 countries and hundreds of different cultures, but every place I have been or culture I have encountered from sub-Saharan Africa has revolved around community. And that community always has a couple things in common. Music, for one, dancing, for two, worshiping is important, and with all cultures, I might argue, eating together, because... What's community without food, right? 
And so as we gather together these things that make up more than half of my memories in South Africa, I am particularly thinking of a moment that happened on Valentine's Day of all days. We were celebrating together the love shared in our community in a non-romantic way. And so we gathered together for a feast and a celebration, and there were over 40 of us together in my friend's garage when we had just finished eating our meal, and the music was turned up, and people started dancing, and I don't remember what the song was that was playing, because it wasn't in English, and I didn't know it, but it was a favorite among the people who did, and they were up and they were dancing, and they were singing, and there was joy that you could not deny when all of a sudden, all the lights went out. And as we lost power, that means, of course, that not only did the room become pitch black, but the music stopped too. And so all of a sudden, with this room dark as night, and the music stopped, and the singing quickly fading, you could feel the movement of the air grows stale as the dancing stopped. As the silence grew heavy in the air because no one moved or spoke a sound. And then it was in that dark, silent place that it was as if out of nowhere that a voice began to sing picking up right where the song had left off. And before anyone knew what was happening and before I could figure out whose voice that was singing in the darkness, everyone got up off their feet to celebrate and dance together in the darkness. And this one song turned into many as we moved to songs that we all knew, songs of worship and of praise, as we lifted our voices higher and louder and more melodically than they had been all night. It was a sight to see or hear, if you will. And it was unlike any other worship experience I've ever had before or ever been a part of, rather than fearing the darkness or trying to fix the power, it was embraced for what it was. Almost as if to recognize that in community we are safe, even and perhaps especially in the darkness, where sometimes it's nice not to have light shining over our brokenness or our fears or our terrible dancing. The only light to shine in the group that night was the metaphorical light shining from each person in the circle. And yet it may well have been the brightest light I have ever seen in my life. And as our eyes adjusted and our dancing eventually slowed, we closed together in a passionate prayer of thanksgiving to our God who had shown us again that day the many ways that God's light always finds a way to shine bright, even and perhaps especially in the darkest of places. And it was an incredible physical reminder of why we are here and who we are here to serve. 
And as we went forth that night in silence after we closed in prayer, I will not quickly forget the words of my roommate who broke that silence once the three of us were in the car heading home together, when she broke the silence to ask, how great is our God to shine so brightly in such a small, dark place? Have you seen God shine brightly in the dark places that you've encountered? Have you ever seen or heard or felt God shine brightly in a place in your life, whether it is literal or figurative darkness? Have you ever found yourself in a place that you could unexpectedly shine brightly amidst the darkness that draw, that drew near to you? Because Jesus wants you to know that you are the light of the world. And I might take that further to suggest or maybe even to ask how might our lives or our lives together, yours and mine, how might we be different if we sought to live in such a way that this light that lives within each of us would shine brightly in our lives, not just sometimes, not just once in a while, but in all that we do. You are the light of the world, Jesus says. Will you let your light shine? Jesus doesn't tell us, by the way, that you can be the light of the world or that you will be the light of the world or that you as a child had the light of the world. But Jesus says, you already are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. So the question before us is not how can you be this light that Jesus speaks of, but how can you more fully live into the light that you already are in order to shine forth, like he says, on a city, on a hill. How can you let that light that is already within you shine for those around you near and far to see? Because no matter who we are or where we are or where we've come from or what we've done or what we have failed to do, you have an opportunity to be the light to the world around you. Where will you let your light shine? What new places might God be calling you to let your light shine? What might be burning within you that you are called to share? Or to ask it another way, what gifts have you already been given that might contribute to the welfare of this congregation, community, or world? Maybe you know the answer to that already. Maybe you're not quite sure where to start. Maybe you have an idea, but you're not sure how to make that connection. Maybe you're as specific as going, gosh, I'd be a good tutor at the school if I just knew someone who could help me make that happen. Or maybe you're ready to start a small group, but you're a little, you're a little afraid. And this is the push that you need, as I'm here to say, you can do it. You already have the light within you. Maybe there's something else that you are thinking or praying about. Maybe you see all these decorations and you think, oh my gosh, why have I not signed up for VBS? This is the best week of the year. It's not even too late, guys. Maybe 
You want to help with our children at VBS or our youth in the coming year or in our nursery every weekend during worship. Maybe your gifts don't lie with the children at all and you want to jump to the other end and you want to be a part of our care team ministry that visits some of our oldest members who can't make it to church. Maybe it's none of the above and it comes in other forms in your life, but you have a light to let shine. And so in your bulletin today, you will find these little forms that say, find your fit at the top. If you are with us online today, I want to point out there should be a link there for you so that you can fill out this exact same form online. As you pull these cards out, I want to invite you to consider this long list of options and to consider how God may be calling you to let your light shine. Now, I know a lot of you are already plugged in to ministries or ways to give back or to let your light shine that you are already doing. And my hope is that you will write on these cards, not just the things you're already doing, but the things God might be prompting you to do more of. Maybe the things that God is prompting you to do aren't even written here. And don't worry, there's a blank space at the bottom where you could write that too. Because my hope, friends, is that each and every one of us in our community would be encouraged and know that there is a light within you that you are invited to share. And probably the chances are that your hopes and your dreams and your gifts and your passions, you share those in common with the people around you in ways you don't even realize. And so my hope is that you will write what some of those gifts or callings or ways that your light is called to shine forth on this card so that as we pray over them in the coming weeks, And as we find ways to plug everyone in, that's the goal, right? That we come and we worship not just for an hour a week, but with all of our lives and all the people we encounter whom we are seeking to let our light shine around. My hope is that as we take a couple minutes here in the coming time in worship, that you would write your response out, that you would think freely and creatively, and that you would be prepared to offer today our gifts in abundance to God. Now, every Sunday, I try to remind us that our offering when we pass those plates is about our financial tithes and offerings and supporting the ministries of the church and how important that is. But also your prayers and your presence are a gift too. And this paper is a reminder of the ways that we can offer ourselves in tangible ways to our God every day. And so may we take these forms, and I'm going to invite our musicians forward. I believe Lucas is going to help lead us in another song. And my hope and prayer is that you would fill this form out during the time of our song of reflection. And then after that song, we will collect our tithes and offerings. And I hope that prayerfully in this time, you will have completed this card so that we might offer all of ourselves before God together. Let's pray together. Faithful and loving God, we give you thanks for your light that lives within us, for your light that has shined around us, for your light that speaks to us and leads us and guides us. Help us, O God, to honor you with all that we say and do, with our gifts and our passions and our callings. In the name of Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. 
For more information like our church calendar, worship times, and upcoming events, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.